you for joining the ladies of Her Portion Podcast. Come, pull up a seat at the table, because you are welcome here. Grab your Bible and a pen, and let's dig into God's Word together. Take a moment and pray that God would open your heart to Him as you listen. So without further ado, let's get right into today's portion. Hi there, it's Crystal here. I am back to continue our theme of freedom. And I would just encourage you, if you haven't yet, go back and listen to Courtney and Jackie's episodes because they were both a great encouragement to me. Uh, Today, I want to talk to you about a phrase that we hear quite often, and that is, freedom isn't free. I can remember the first time that I saw that and it clicked for me to apply it to a spiritual sense and what Jesus did for me on the cross. As you have probably heard it in relation to everything that our country and the soldiers who have fought for our freedoms have sacrificed, the things that they have given up, even their lives. And that is truly a great sacrifice and a cost that I don't think we can ever truly understand, and we certainly aren't showing our appreciation for it in our country today. In fact, I think you can see that we have a generation who has not been taught that that freedom we enjoy is something we should be thankful for. Uh, My pastor in a recent sermon made the comment, he said, he thought, where had we gone wrong in America was when we started saying, I am proud to be an American, instead of saying, I am thankful to be an American, because we enjoy so many blessings here and so much freedom. And we do have the freedom to gather and worship and um, serve the Lord in the way that we feel he has called us to. And I think that we can all look at that and understand that the freedom we have as Americans came at a great cost. Even now, as my kids have grown and moved, you know, moved away, of course, Chaz is back right now, but um, while they've been off to school and they're only a few hours away, it's been quite an adjustment. But yet I think of a friend of mine, or I have a a couple of friends who their kids went into the military and they haven't seen them face to face. They haven't been able to hug them in a very long time. They've missed holidays. They rarely get to talk to them or FaceTime them because of the time difference and the places that they have gone. And I think about there are so much sacrifices made for us as we live here in the comforts of our home, and we don't even realize it. And so, of course, I think you understand that as I talk about all of that, we can easily see that the freedom we've been given in Christ as Christians also came at a great cost. And that's what's been on my heart and mind as I have been finishing up a study in John and getting to the point of Jesus dying on the cross for our sins. 
So first, let's just consider the freedom we have. Um, I know Jackie said this, which I found encouraging. Salvation is freedom from sin, and we already have the victory. I think sometimes we live as if we don't have the victory yet, and that's something that we have to keep working toward, when really at the point of salvation, God has given us everything we need to be free from sin. And not only that, Romans chapter 6 through 8 If you can read those and study those and just really get a hold of them, they are life changing. And they talk all about how when we have accepted Christ as our Savior, we are dead to sin. We are free from it. And not only that, we're free from ourself. We're free from the obligation to the flesh. We don't have to fulfill our fleshly appetites anymore. We have, through the power of the Holy Spirit, the ability to say no. (laughs) We have the ability not to sin. And not only that, we're free from the discouragement that comes from living a life of sin. And we are free to serve the Lord. And there is nothing that can separate us from God's love. And all of these things, these freedoms, this liberty that we enjoy came at a great cost to our Lord and Savior. Jesus came to this earth so that he could be the sacrifice for our sins, for your sins and my sins. He lived a perfect and sinless life so that he could be that sacrifice. And as we read about his walk, his earthly ministry, we can see that he was despised and rejected just as in um, Isaiah 53 3 it says he is despised and rejected of men a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief and we hid as it were our faces from him he was despised and we esteemed him not surely he hath borne our griefs and carried our sorrows yet we did esteem him stricken smitten of God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquity. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way, and the Lord hath laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb, so he openeth not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment, and who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living, for the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death, because he had done no violence, neither was any deceit in his mouth. Verse 10, yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He hath put him to grief when thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. And then if you drop down the the last of verse 12, it says, He hath poured out his soul unto death, and he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bare the sin of many and made intercession for the transgressors. Can you imagine the sufferings of our Lord? It's good for us to take time to remember and to consider and to contemplate. 
But I do want to read to you this portion of the commentary from Warren Wearsby on John chapter 18 and the early verses of chapter 19. It says, The cross involves much more than an exhibition of innocent suffering. On that cross, the Son of God paid the price for the sins of the world and thereby declared the love of God and defended the holiness and justice of God. We are not saved by feeling pity for Jesus. We are saved by repenting of our sins and trusting Jesus, the sinless substitute. And then he quotes Leon Morris here. If Christ was not actually doing something by his death, then we are confronted with a piece of showmanship, nothing more. Talking about the cross, it would just be a piece of showmanship if he hadn't actually accomplished something. He goes on to say, this does not mean that it is wrong for the believer to contemplate the cross and meditate on Christ's suffering. That's what helps us to realize afresh the price that Jesus paid for us. However... We must not confuse sentimentality with true spiritual emotion. It is one thing to shed tears during a church service and quite something else to sacrifice, suffer, and serve after the meeting has ended. We do not simply contemplate the cross, we carry it. I share that with you so that as we consider the freedom we have in Christ, it's free to us, but it didn't come without a cost. And the cost was paid by our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And knowing that and recognizing that should cause us, as Wearsby says, to pick up our cross and follow him. Just like it says in Romans chapter 6, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid! How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? It dropped down to verse 6. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. For he that is dead is freed from sin. So what we should do is live like we're free from sin and not because we're obligated to or some sense of duty, but rather as we contemplate and consider the sacrifice that was made for our sin, it should cause us to want to serve the Lord and want to be free from sin and walk with him in righteousness. Am I saying we're going to live a perfect sinless life? No, even Paul talks about the struggle he has in chapter 7 of Romans with his flesh and what he desires to do is serve the Lord and yet there's that flesh that's battling with him. But we should strive to serve the Lord. We should be willing to, as it says in Luke 9.23, deny ourselves and take up our cross daily to follow him because of our love for him, because of our appreciation for what he has done for us. As I finish my study in John, I have every morning walked away from that time with the Lord with such a deep appreciation for what he has done for me and an acknowledgement of how much he loved me, that he would pay that price on the cross for my sins and for yours. And if he was willing to do that, shouldn't I be willing to live and walk in the freedom he has given me? I hope you will take some time this week to consider that question and maybe do some studying in Romans chapter 6 through 8, because I know it will be a blessing to you. Thank you for joining us today on Her Portion. 
We hope you leave with plenty to ponder from God's Word. We encourage you to use today's topic to start your own study in the Scriptures. Until next time.